You are now entering the Bloodless. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello. Hello. You're on the bright side with Kevin and Jason. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. Yes, and we're coming at you again from beautiful, sunny, once again, Sherman Oaks, California. <laughs> yes. Um, it rained recently. Yeah, it was lovely. And, uh, it was gray and lovely for it's the plants. so perfect. But then for my me too. house started to cry on the inside. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, then the ants came to get the water. What? We had an ant infestation at the same time. It I was a lot I thought yesterday. ants were a lot about, like, sugar and food stuff. They go for want- water? They need water. I guess, but they, they need so much water that they can't find it outside when it's raining. They, they were have to like, come in your house. They're for like, it? it's flooding outside. I'm going to come in and get the simple water. <laughs> it's kind of dry. It's dry in spots here. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold and dark like a cave. Yeah. It feels like home. <laughs> <laughs> so your roof is leaking. Yes. I'm so um, sorry. And I went up in the rain, mm-hmm. got drenched in the rain. Everyone has told me so far that they're very impressed that I went on the roof in the rain, and I was like, you have to. I would like to go on record in saying that I am not impressed by that. (laughs) I want to go on record in saying, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Noted. My therapist told me that I was good. Uh, You have plenty of people to tell you they're proud of you about stuff, but (laughs) you're a homeowner. I feel like it's your job to go up there. I know. That's what I was saying. And Matt was like, you're so brave. And I was like, it's just the roof. (laughs) It's not like I'm climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. Sure. Which would be awesome. I would love to do that. Yeah, but don't do it in the rain. Well, no. No, that's stupid. Don't bake a cake in the rain either. So did you find the source of the problem up there? Absolutely not. Oh. Yeah. So I just put a lot of tar all over the place because mm-hmm. that makes sense. I love the image of you on the roof in the rain like the fucking gremlin in the Twilight Zone movie. <laughs> flinging tar everywhere. <laughs> Lightning. <laughs> You're like... <laughs> My glasses fell off at one point and I screamed, Fuck all of you! And the neighbor was next door in their yard. <laughs> so I must have looked like a psychopath on That's exactly what you look like, yes. You had William Shatner looking out the window going, Oh my god. <laughs> So. Like so I'm sorry. That's really hard to deal with. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. something good happened for Great. Us. What's the bright side of that? No, no. <laughs> There's no bright side. Nothing. Nothing uh, at all. But in an unrelated news, something else happened? We got a rave review for our audiobook, <laughs> yes, which you could did. still buy for Christmas. That's correct. Our audiobook, Out of Body. Yep. They called it uh, fac- Fast Pace. And funny. I don't remember the Say that words. as slowly and as dryly as you can. Hang on. I'm Thank gonna you. Get, I'm get the words. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, a, it was a good review. It was a nice review. They said, Both narrators go into overdrive with their dialogue, frenzied and oh-so-hilarious in a slapstick kind of way. This mm-hmm. audiobook is laugh-out-loud funny and sweetly romantic to the very end. So it was a good review a that says review. that you have a nice husky, throaty voice. Yes. And that I... Have a more high-pitched voice. I read that part, and I went, Fuck you! <laughs> I like your voice. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> it's a good voice. It's okay. 
<laughs> no, it was a sweet review. It was a nice review, and that's always good to hear. Yeah, and so, I mean, now that we have a great review, that means you guys should go out and buy it. Absolutely. And then come back and give also, us five stars. Review it and yeah. review us here on the Bright Side yeah. podcast as well. Because uh, the more the more uh, love we get for the audiobooks, the more likely that we'll do some more. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't you be lucky? You could if just we listen did. to us all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> we have like now thirty-seven hours of podcasts up at and this point. That's not enough. Well, I mean, you can—that's bingeable for sure. Yeah. All right. So, shall we jump in? Yeah. All right. So, you've had a mixed bag of a week, a little bit. Yeah. So, let's talk about the bright spot for this week. Something good in the news this week. That's not a mixed bag in any way. Okay. <laughs> just good, and I promise, just good. Just good. Okay. None of this migraine. No. Okay. Get over that. I will at some okay. point. <laughs> no, now. All right. So, um, it's winter. Yes. In some places. La 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 la. You know, not here, because we don't do that. Well, it's coldish. Right. But that's what I mean by not here. Right. Well, that's not... that's not what winter means. <laughs> but in Colorado, it's very much winter. I love Colorado. All right. And there's a town called Severance, Colorado. Severance. Ooh, that sounds like end of the world apocalyptic. Absolutely. We are Severance. Absolutely. Dun, dun, dun. So... 98 years ago in Severance... When they severed their ties to America? No, they never seceded. Colorado did not secede. (laughs) And Severance itself did not secede from Colorado. I don't know. Maybe they're like New Colorado. I don't know what Severance is about. Nuco. (laughs) Anyway, uh, 98 years ago in Severance, they passed a what sounds to me like a very reasonable city ordinance... Okay. ...that states that it is illegal to throw (gasps) stones or missiles at any trees, people, property, or buildings. Okay, that's fair. That sounds fair, right? Yeah. Guess what's included in that? Snowballs. That's not acceptable. It is illegal up till this week. (gasps) It was illegal to throw snowballs or have a snowball fight in Severance. So all those kids having snowball fights in Colorado, of all places, where a snowball fight is like part of a rite of passage of growing up. I mean... How could you even yeah. get the out best... of your childhood without being in a snowball fight? I, snowball fights is like the one way that you can actually like hit the people you don't like and not hurt them. And, and pillow then fights. Feel better. Uh, yeah, pillow mm-hmm. fights too. It's like, it's like aggression, but mm-hmm. I won't really hurt you. Right. It would be illegal <laughs> to have a snowball fight unless you were holding the snowball fight and just mushing it repeatedly in the person's <laughs> face. <laughs> if you're not throwing it, that's a... Suck on this, yeah. Becky. Exactly. Which sounds to me far more violent than just yeah. a nice, <laughs> so lighthearted just a nice... snowball fight. It's like, hey, Becky, heads up. And but... she's like, ooh. And then she throws it back and goes, suck on that. Jason. Right, and then she'd be arrested. I know. That's <laughs> terrible. Anyway. Free Becky. In Severance, nine-year-old Dane Best. So wait, this is led by a nine-year-old? Yes. Okay. In Severance, Colorado, this year, this week, nine-year-old Dane Best decided that he and his classmates were going to do something about this. And little nine-year-old Dane got signatures from his classmates, encouraged them all to write the city council, presented an argument at the town hall meeting where they were discussing this, and then the law was amended unanimously to say that snowballs are okay. You still can't throw other shit at people to hurt them. But snowballs no longer included in the uh, missile category. Don't throw rocks. No, don't. I mean, that's still, you know, that's assault. Don't throw a car. Absolutely not. With a catapult. No. (laughs) Or or with your superhuman strength. Don't do that. What about pumpkin chunking? Still can't do that. No, 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 absolutely not no okay. No Not okay in Severance. But snowballs, Uh-oh. yes. Yeah. And I just thought it was really, really sweet, you know? And actually, there's video of this. 
they let Dane, uh-huh. nine-year-old Dane, and his little bow tie throw the first legal snowball in Severance, Colorado in 98 years. And he's just little, his little face is just so beaming and stuff. So there's a kid who got involved and made a change in the world because it was like, this is something that's unacceptable to me and my, yeah. and my peers, and we're going to take care of it. Yeah. Well done, Dane Best, and that's our bright spot this week. I love it. Yeah. Well done. In honor of that, I've brought this snowball to throw at you. <laughs> oh, it's so cold <laughs> and wet. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> Local politics. <laughs> so that's what I've got. Now, you have some kind of topic for me. I, I do. What do you got for me, Jason T? All right. Food. Great. Snacks. I don't see anything bad yet. Date night. Yeah, all good. What's that? What? Diarrhea. What? Vomit. Oh. Diarrhea and vomit at the same time? Are we talking about food poisoning? We are! What are you talking about? The history of food poisoning? Correct! What? <laughs> How's that a thing? Food poisoning is a tragedy. You are an asshole. I... <laughs> is this from my experience recently? No, I'm going to talk about mine too. It was oh. inspired by that, though, yes. Well, so, yes, I had food poisoning recently. Oh, and it was very bad. I hadn't had it in years, but I got home and, yeah, it was coming out of all sides of me. Just yep. awful. I was on the toilet and had to throw up into the tub next to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, bad. so I know I told Kevin this, but our, our <laughs> listeners haven't heard this. My husband is one of the best people on the planet. He's yeah. just wonderful. Right. So Matt, my husband met my parents in Massachusetts the first time that we all met. Okay. The second time that he met them, though, we were in Florida. Mm-hmm. And we went there for like a family trip and then to go to Disney World. Okay. And we went to my family first in Florida see grandparents and all that stuff right. for like a week and then we were going to go to Disney for a week. Sure. And your grandparents poisoned your husband? No. Okay. No. So we go to my favorite restaurant that I, or I should say my past favorite restaurant <laughs> oh, no. in Sarasota to celebrate coming. That's what I always used to do. Not not sexually coming. Coming to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I came. Well, you, get me that food. You wouldn't be the first man to be like celebrate coming by eating. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty traditional. I must replenish. <laughs> must make more semen <laughs> to come again. Wow. Um all right, so <laughs> so I ended up getting food poisoning mm-hmm. and what happened was so at my parents' old house in Florida there were two buildings. Mm-hmm. There was like the main house and a tiny pool house. Oh it was a compound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we were in the pool house and it has its own bathroom and stuff and like so I wake up and my stomach looks like I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. Right? And I go over to Matt and I'm like, I think something's really wrong with me. Like, I really don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And my husband is known for getting, like, sympathy sick. Oh, yeah? Like, if you really? throw up in front of him, he will get nauseous and oh, potentially no. could throw up. Uh-huh. So he runs into the bathroom and shuts the door on me and, like, goes. And I'm like, babe, I'm about to throw up. And he's like, I can't. And so I had to throw up in a trash can. He took your throw-up spot yeah. when you had food poisoning? Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I filled the tiny trash can with vomit. Oh, no. And, um, and then it ended up being a big night where the fire alarm went off because I took a shower and the steam set off the fire oh alarm. Oh, my God. And then I threw up again. And it was just... And the fire alarm went off twice, and I had to send him out to get to my parents. I can imagine in the middle of the just night. Imagine the sounds of the shower and the fire alarm and the vomiting right now. It's like shh, do do Oh, how and awful. of course the fire alarm went off right as Matt was looking for more towels. So uh-huh. he opened up the dresser, and then the fire alarm goes off. So he thinks that he opened something that set off an alarm. <laughs> <laughs> 
like an emergency dresser drawer? Yes. Wow. Uh, so anyway, we've all had food poisoning then, right? Good lord, that sounds like a nightmare. That, yeah. that, that, that day was a disaster. <laughs> but he stayed with me, so sure. hashtag bright side. Yeah. All right, so what? Well, my I, I, I need to say that okay. my husband went out and got me soup for the oh, following day, got me oh, crackers for that day. What a good, what a good husband. Because he's a wonderful man, and he takes care of me when I get sick. Well, and Matt took care of me after I was done throwing up. Sure. And after he was done throwing up. <laughs> well, he didn't even throw up. That's the stupid part. Oh, he wow. just sat there feeling after nauseous. After he barred you from the yeah. bathroom. <laughs> I was like, damn it. That's amazing. So, okay. So, anyway. What is food poisoning? Well, it's when food poisons you. Yes. Good. Basically, Woo. it's an illness caused by food via one of the four main bad guys. Oh, they're okay. It's either a bacteria or virus, aka a germ. Mm-hmm. This villain is the most likely of the food poisoning bad guys. Bacteria or virus? Yeah, like the okay. combo of a germ. But they're different things. Yeah. Bacteria and viruses are different things. I know this because I had meningitis, and if it had been viral meningitis, I would be dead today. But it I appreciate was, that it was not viral. <laughs> it was bacterial meningitis, and therefore I had antibiotics. When you I said lived. that, I just started sweating profusely. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So the second one mm-hmm. is parasites. Okay. That's the second, like, most likely of the villains. Okay, for first is germs, second is parasites. Yeah. Okay. And in the USA, the most common parasites are protozoa, roundworms, and tapeworms. And Republicans. Correct. Great. Mold or toxins are one of the least likely scenarios, but every now and then a chemical or something natural that we shouldn't eat ends mm-hmm. up in our food and it gets us sick. Okay. And finally, the final kind of villain is a food allergen. Oh, sure. You and, know these well. Yeah, this one affects me the most often, I think. Is that called food poisoning, though, still? They classified it as food poisoning. Oh. Because if, if there's multiple ways to be allergic to stuff. You could go anaphylactic and have your stuff close up. Right. Or you could do what I do, which is I just vomit Break into profusely. song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing up there. I got a world to know. I got a oh, God. <laughs> food to show. Shrimp's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here's something fun if you like shrimp. You know the little line in the middle? It's poop. It's poop. It's poop. That's poop in the middle. You're eating poop when you eat shrimp. And I'm like, why? You're supposed to devein it. You're supposed to take the poop out. I suppose. But most people don't. I just eat the poop. Ew. Well, I've been doing it forever. Everybody poops. I love shrimp. (laughs) You can have all my shrimp. (laughs) Great. Uh, That's why we work so well together. (laughs) I just take all your shellfish. It's like like me and, and Matt with a chicken. I prefer... Sorry? Well, <laughs> Matt only really likes the dark meat, and I really oh, only like the white meat. Okay. And it's, it's funny. I like things that are dry. Yeah. And he likes things that are moist. Okay. And so yeah. everybody's winning. So. Okay. Great. And that Great. way we can split a whole chicken, and none of the bird goes to waste. You guys really are well-matched. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than eating poop. Oh, God. I feel so queasy right now. <laughs> All right. All right. So food poisoning affects one out of every six Americans every year. Okay. That's basically just over 15% every year. Well, I've filled my quota this year. I know. You're I got part it of the just 15. under the wire. Yeah. Nice. The CDC puts out stats where they think that out of all of these, about 128,000 people end up in the hospital every year, mm-hmm. and 3,000 of those die from food poisoning. Yowzers. So I think... Probably a handful of that is like the allergen food poisoning mm-hmm. people, but if you get super dehydrated, you sure. you could die. You know, this is also super topical because of the romaine scare recently. Exactly, it went through Thanksgiving. So, okay, how does our food give us these unwilling detoxes? <laughs> I don't know. I'm on a cleanse that I never signed up for. <laughs> 
<laughs> the universe decided I needed to go on a cleanse. <laughs> I needed to just stop eating donuts. It's great. I can't take anything in, and I'm pooping cayenne water. <laughs> it burns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so generally, it happens through food not being handled the right way. Sure. People not being sensitive with the food. Right. Yeah, you got to talk to the food. handling like, it. Hey, little lettuce. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're going to grow up big and strong. You are. And then you're going to get cut into tiny pieces and put into someone's mouth, and they're going to chew you up, swallow you. Then you're going to start to decompose and turn into poop, where they will then expel you out. That's horrifying. <laughs> I was being gentle with you it. You are... That was the worst wake-up call for that piece of lettuce. I feel awful for that piece of lettuce. Who has to be like, I'm gonna... What? I just... What? I was just here growing. We we got you, little guy. All I know how to do is grow. Yeah. And you're going to do what to me? Well, we're going to leave the roots in the ground so you can keep growing oh. after we cut your body off. Oh, God! <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. At least you were gentle sounding. Yeah. Okay. So farms uh, not being safe is a reason for food poisoning. Mm-hmm. The food becoming defiled during the distribution or the manufacturing of it. By sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, people just fucking the pies sure. left and right. It's meant for eating. <laughs> awesome. And finally, the store not caring for the food properly. Like okay. if they forget to put it in the fridge, right. things like that, spoils, etc. I think the final big cause is restaurants not practicing clean and safe conditions as well. Sure. And obviously... The... <laughs> I've worked in restaurants a long time. Yeah. That is absolutely true. <laughs> and obviously, if the person <laughs> eating the food, is, is they haven't washed their hands, they can self-inflict it. True. Self-inflicted food poisoning. <laughs> That'll teach you. Yeah. <laughs> Why is this happening to me? You should have washed your hands. <laughs> so, salmonella is the uh, is one of the most common food poisoning agents. I think he was a super of mine in New York, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. salmonella. Give me the red one, I'll poison you. <laughs> I'm going to make you shit water. They have some fucking cutthroat tactics, though, <laughs> in New York property management. Yes. Yeah. I'll bar your windows, and it'll just <laughs> fart a lot in your apartment. Um, there's about 19,000 cases of salmonella food poisoning per year. Okay. Normal symptoms are diarrhea, abdominal cramps, and they normally start to happen within 12 to 72 hours after you become infected. It is so uncomfortable. And you normally don't become infected until about four to seven days after you eat it. No, really? Yeah. It takes that, that long? shocking? <gasps> that's that's probably why it's so hard to figure out where it comes from. Exactly. you've eaten a lot of stuff. If you're like me or any American, you've eaten a lot of stuff in seven days. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, me, I eat like the same five things. You do. I you eat do. pasta, pasta... Pasta. You, yours is going to come from chicken. Yeah. Undercooked chicken. That's absolutely where you will Which get poisoned. I like the white meat because I know that it's dry, it's cooked. Right. I sure. know that I've done it right. You're doing great. I'm doing great. You're right. living your best dry little life. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> it tastes like sand. <laughs> it can't get me sick because it's so dead. Yes. So I was like, how the hell do we fucking protect ourselves if we don't know that we're going to be infected? You can't. Later? Well, we'll There's no there. way there's, to do it. There's preemptive-ish ways. No. Yeah, but you're generally fucked. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the best thing is, good luck. May the odds be ever in your favor. That's the best way to get fucked. Generally fucked. Yeah. 
<laughs> a well-rounded fuck? Yeah. Anyway, the best way to help with salmonella is to flush out your system with fluid and electrolytes. Okay. Antibiotics and anti-diarrhea meds. Because nobody has time to get dehydrated from all that shit water they produce. Very true. You will get sick. I, again, played the Oregon Trail. We will. We could die from that. Exactly. Yeah, I don't want that. The most wild salmonella outbreak was in 2009 yeah? via the PCA. What's that? The Peanut Corporation of America. Oh, no. 714 people would fall ill from the PCA's peanut butter. Yeah. They had a massive recall, which affected over 3,600 products. Uh, 714 people. Whoa! Yeah, big number. Yeah. They had to recall 3,600 products, and as a result, that company is bankrupt. Oh! They did not survive. You are way too happy about this. I'm just saying, it's kind of crazy that it was peanuts. I mean, I... put What did you rub the peanuts with chicken? That's what gets me every time, is like, salmonella comes from weird places. Like a peanut, you wouldn't think. Yeah, I'm like, ah. So, another... (laughs) Aren't you allergic to peanuts, too, anyway? No, I love peanuts. Oh, okay. God, I fucking... It's I, very hard to keep track of what the fuck you're allergic to. It's turkey, shellfish, and raspberries. You're like, I can't have that. It's air. <laughs> it's no. <laughs> I need my EpiPen. <laughs> so, another big culprit of illnesses is E. coli, mm-hmm. which is what's going on with the romaine lettuce right now. Okay. Fun fact about my friend E. coli <laughs> is that we actually have it in our bodies. Okay. We have it in our intestines. Are you? Is this how you're telling me you just poisoned me? No, no, no. Everyone has. You e. coli. put E. coli in my body. Nobody put E. coli in anybody's body. We all came with E. coli. Great. <laughs> I come with sperm, but all right. <laughs> you get E. coli. And you get E. coli. <laughs> so we already have it in our biomes. Yeah, and they're actually it's good for us. But there is a one strand, a couple strands of the E. coli bacteria that really fucks with us. Oh. And the reason it does is it creates a byproduct toxin thing that makes our bodies go nope. Really? And that's why we get sick from it. So there's this rogue E. coli. Yeah. We have some good E. coli. It's like cholesterol. E. Col- there's good E. coli and there's bad E. coli. E. rogue A rogue E. coli. Wow. <laughs> e. rogue Wow. <laughs> I like it. Yeah? Uh-huh. So, okay, after about four days after you get infected, you get to have the joy of diarrhea, mm. blood in your poopies, oh. ab pain, vomiting, and sometimes if you get super unlucky or lucky based on... Who you ask? Mm-hmm. A fever. Yay! Yay. Um, oh, God, there, I feel so queasy right now. There is no antibiotic that helps because this toxin cannot be killed. Oh, it's what? It's a toxin. You have to flush it out. Oh, you just have to go through it. Yeah, so the CDC says, like, don't use anti-diarrhea medicine and antibiotics because they can only aggravate the E. coli situation. No, use Jewish penicillin. What is Jewish penicillin? Matzo ball soup. I love matzo ball soup. That's the thing to do. I got really sick one time, and mm-hmm. Matt's mom brought me matzo ball soup. And it, I'm not talking like one thing; like right. I'm talking like a giant pot. Oh, yeah. that she wrapped in like saran wrap. Well, that's how you have to do it because that's all you can eat for like yeah. two days. And I was just like, "This is life." <laughs> this is thanks, Marla. Yeah, yeah. She sounds like a, a lovely mother-in-law she's to have. Wonderful, and she's like, "You're sick. I'm mm-hmm. bringing you everything." I am lucky in the same way because my uh, mother-in-law cooks ropa vieja. Ooh, Cuban dish. I love that. And uh, I get some of that well, from time to time. I like that. Yeah. So basically the CDC says your best bet is just to rest, drink a lot of liquid, and if you need to, go to the hospital. Saltines and soup, people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the two biggest E. coli outbreaks in U.S. history happened in 1993 with Jack in the Box, oh. where 100 people would fall ill to it from eating their burgers. Okay. Four people would ultimately die. Four people died? They died. Of E. coli. E. coli. Really? Yeah. E. coli was like, it's your time, bitch. And the other E. coli in the gut was like, I've been here for years. 
hilarious. Yeah. Who are you showing up? Oh my god, you look like me, but you're evil. You're the evil version of me. That's like right. Bizarro coli. And then it just stabbed him in the face. Wow. It was I, really quite that a dramatic an asshole. It was a dramatic scene in that movie. That's why your stomach is doing all that because yeah. there's a whole war going on in there. I know. I used to think that little people lived in our bodies. Uh, it was so much fun. I even read a movie about how it. How old I was a were kid. you? Okay, good. How I old were you? Yeah, like twelve. Oh boy. I have a big imagination. Okay. Sure. So this uh, Jack in the Box experience got national attention, like supernational attention. The Jack in the Box experience. It's a new <laughs> ride at Disney. <laughs> Eat this Jack in the Box and you too can vomit for days. It's what they're putting into the Epcot ball now <laughs> when they take out Spaceship Earth. It's they're taking be... out Spaceship Earth? Don't worry, I'm kidding. Oh, God. This is all a joke. I love that ride. Okay. <laughs> Don't take my Dame Judi Dench. I promise. I need her. <laughs> so the chain almost went out of business because of this. People were like, no, fuck Jack oh, in the Box. Almost. almost. Damn. <laughs> it also led to the government stepping in and creating some stronger regulations about food handling. As a server, I have to have a food handler's card, which means take a stupid test. Really? And answers simple questions. Pay money. What's the questions? And, oh, you know, should you put battery acid into uh, pilaf? Is that the seriously? The answer is no. Is that seriously a question? No. Oh, I was like, but who's doing that? <laughs> but they're not significantly more difficult than that. But you have to pass that and like get certified to serve food. When which you, I think is a good idea. When you pick up the food, should you a pick it up with your clean hands, <laughs> b lick it repeatedly, mm-hmm. then shove it down your pants, mm-hmm. c wait till you hear all the choices, everybody. <laughs> C, fart on it, mm-hmm. and then bring it over with your clean hands. Mm-hmm. Or D, spit in it. Um, A? Yes! Great. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you even asking me? I, I could show you my food handler's card right now. So the other big E. coli outbreak mm-hmm. was with Dole Baby Spinach. Okay. In 26 states. That's more than half the states, people. Yes, but not if you count Puerto Rico. Fair enough. Then it's about half it's the exactly states. It's exactly half the yeah. states if you count Puerto Rico. It's... Less than half the states if you also count Washington, D.C. Near And way less if you count Guam. We're counting around... And the U.S. Virgin Islands. <laughs> We're at near 45% of the states, people. <laughs> so basically, in 26 different states, people mm-hmm. were eating the uncooked spinach, uh-huh. and three people would die. Oh. 31 people would get kidney failure, and I don't know how they didn't die, but they didn't. Well, dialysis. Well, but once your kidney fails, do, like, don't you need new kidneys? Or can you bring them back? I am not a doctor. But, I mean, you, you, you can do dialysis and you can get a transplant. I mean, that's expensive. Yeah, it's very do expensive. Do you just have, like, a kidney transplant well, do you fund? Want, do you want to spend a lot of money or do you want to fucking die? No, I... Obviously. Like, okay, yes, it's expensive, but Jesus. No, no, of course. That's when you sue the people who poisoned you. <laughs> yeah, that's just <laughs> So several hundred other people had a lot of diarrhea and other complications. Sure, but Not... their kidneys were fine. Yeah. Okay. So the reason for this outbreak they found after everything had been recalled and the investigation they had mm-hmm. is that it began when a spinach farmer grew the spinach on a cattle ranch that wasn't designed for spinach. Oh. So. So poop in your spinach. Yep. Mm-hmm. Another wow. common infection is listeria, Okay, not to be confused with wisteria or wisteria lane. I would never do that because... I'm a desperate housewife! Oh my god! Ava Longoria's in my fucking salad! <laughs> Don't eat me! I was, this guy <laughs> came over... I'll you! <laughs> he, he came over and he said comforting things and then he told me I'd be chopped up and put in a salad. <laughs> it was very weird. <laughs> I'm not even lettuce. His tone was very reassuring, but the content of what he said was really disturbing. I haven't slept in weeks. <laughs> Are you casting anything? 
<laughs> so this particular infection, listeria, uh-huh. is particularly worrisome for women who are pregnant. Desperate housewives, maybe? Oh, no. <laughs> Apparently, if you're pregnant, you're actually ten times more likely to become infected with it. Wow. That's amazing. Like, not only are you pregnant and carrying another life, but now you have to be worried about listeria. I totally have to call my friend who's pregnant right now and tell her to be careful. Be careful, yeah. yeah. The other winners of this infection are the young, the old, or the weakened immune people. Sure. Well, they just get the good half of everything, don't they? <laughs> yes, they do. Like the others, it takes several days to take effect. Mm. This one, you not only get fevers and fatigue, you win muscle aches, loss of balance, confusion, headaches, and the cream of the crop, seizures. Oh, seizures? That one I was like, what? Fucking hell. Yeah. So and From food poisoning seizures? Yeah. God. So if you're pregnant, you can also risk your baby's life, but you can fix this one with antibiotics. Just okay, good. Try good. not to get listeria, people. For sure. You don't want the seizures. I, I heard that as like as like an opportunity for you. If you're pregnant, you could also risk the life of your child. <laughs> it wasn't like they call this number. I wasn't encouraging people to get fucking listeria. <laughs> you too can get listeria, listeria, listeria. <laughs> so, wow. Okay. The next one. So don't get that. Yeah. So, so if, avoid pregnancy and hey. So. Then you have botulism. Botulism, Yeah. This fun ailment starts about 18 to 36 hours after infection and often includes symptoms such as difficulty swallowing or speaking. Uh, Did you say infection or injection? Did I say injection? Well, this is Botox. Is that what it is? Botulism, Botox is botulism toxin. Why the fuck are people putting it? Because it's not going in their stomach, it's going in their okay, face. No. You want to know the it's symptom? It's a paralytic, no, right? No, can I talk to you about the symptoms? Talk to me about the symptoms! You can. You have difficulty swallowing or speaking. Well, don't inject it in your throat, then. Blurred vision. Sure. Don't inject it in your eyes. Ab pains. Uh, oh, okay. Weakness in your muscles There's... and paralysis. Yeah, paralysis, exactly. But, but that's why you use it. But why... What person said, you know it's a great idea, to this avoid... thing that kills people by paralysis? <laughs> yeah. Let me just inject it into my face. Yeah, well, you know what? If you had done it, you wouldn't be scowling like you are right now. I like my lines. <laughs> it ah. makes me real. Wow, so avoid botulism. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay, so the best way to get better from this is hospitalization mm-hmm. with antitoxins and the need for uh, specialized care. Okay. They didn't really specify about what that means. I'm if, guessing if that botulism. they caress your bum. Gently. Oh, completely true. And they're like, you're going to get better. That's absolutely. As I caress your bum. Yes. With consent. That's what You sign do. the doctor's forms. <laughs> they don't just caress everyone's bums. They're not just They creepy. do. That's the treatment, you oh, said. Oh, okay, So that's good. how it yeah. goes. That's why people are consenting. Because yeah. they say it's the only way to save their life. <laughs> that's a creepy-ass doctor. All right? That's assault. <laughs> the that only way needs- I can save you. Is by touching your ass. I'm going to call the police. Sensuously. <laughs> They're going to arrest you. Okay. But it's your life we're playing with. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. It is terrible. That guy should be arrested. Indeed. Okay. So, all right. The two biggest outbreaks of botulism in the U.S. occurred in 19... The first one occurred in 1977 when a restaurant in Michigan, Trini and Carmen's... Mm-hmm. I think it was a Mexican restaurant were found having canned peppers improperly canned and then using them for their hot sauce. Oh. The owners, like, they canned the peppers at home, but they didn't do it properly. I see. So the food establishment would then be closed and all the hot sauce was seized. Well, this is the real tragedy. They destroyed all that hot sauce? That would give you botulism. You know what? For great hot sauce, it's worth it. Yeah. Thankfully, no one died. Yes, true. But 58 people would fall ill from this epidemic. Mm-hmm. 58. 
but if they had just injected the Botox into their face, you wouldn't even know that they were suffering in any way. Exactly. Well. So the other one would happen 40 years later in 2015 in Ohio. Mm-hmm. I gotta just say, all the botulism's happening in the Rust Belt, so perhaps don't can things in the Rust Belt, people. Oh, so, is it from improper canning again? It is again. When 29 people would become ill and one would die mm-hmm. after eating potatoes that were canned at home and done wrong... And then used for a potato salad at a church event. Oh, no. So they were to find God, and then they found God. Well, that person just went to go play bingo at a church raffle. And eat potato and salad. Ended up dying. Yeah. Oh. So so another fun thing that... This, this, this one fucked me up, by the way. Okay. Another fun thing you can catch from food poisoning is hepatitis A. Really? I was not aware of this. Isn't that the bad hepatitis? No. You is can get a vaccine. Is there a good hepatitis? No, there's no good hepatitis. <laughs> What's the one that you can get from giving a rim job? I don't know. Is that hepatitis C? I don't even know what that is. You know what a rim job is. I don't is. know what that is. It's is that I don't think that you can get any kind of sexually transmitted disease from car repair. A rim job is when you lick someone's butthole. <gasps> who would do that? People who like to have... Fun. Do the gays do that? You gays. So do straight people. <laughs> you straight people. <laughs> Wait, do people do that? I can't even imagine what that's like. Show me. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't hang. <laughs> For those at home, You're like I just, a brother to me. I can't I even. Stuck my tongue out and just wiggled it around in a creepy way. Oh, it they know. Delightful. They know. Yeah. So, okay. You can and should get vaccinated for hepatitis A to do it. Right now? Can you put this on pause real quick? Yeah. Great. Thank you. I just How's got your arm? vaccinated for yeah. hepatitis A. It's it's sore. Yeah. They put it in like the upper arm Yeah. where it really hurts yeah. in the muscle. Yeah. They, they want you to feel it. Oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so you should definitely also, get... Also, the doctor caressed my ass for a little while. I think you should call the cops. No, so I think I'm safe from any other kind of food poisoning, too. <laughs> That's what he said would happen. You're going to be real safe. <laughs> but still, call the cops. <laughs> um, so, yeah, out there, if you have not gotten vaccinated yet and you can get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Pause us. Actually, don't. Leave us on in the car. Drive yeah. to the doctor. Yeah. Get that vaccination. So, also, do HPV while you're at it. Yes. There's, a, there's really no real treatment for it. Hepatitis A, other than lots of rest and lots of water. Really? The symptoms are fever, dark urine, ab pain, jaundice, joint pains, vomit, and no longer wishing to eat. I wish I had the no longer wishing to eat thing. Uh, But I don't want all the rest of it. I want you to want to eat. I think maybe I should just have diet pills. No. Yeah. I'm going to go on speed. No. Just for the holidays. That's a terrible idea. So I don't put on the holiday 10, you know? Having seen you a lot in the last few months, I don't think it's possible for you to put on the holiday tent. Oh my god, it's not only possible, it is inevitable. <laughs> We've only had Thanksgiving. You have you're you have no idea. I've you s- fucking amateur. I've seen you after Christmas. <laughs> I've seen you after New Year's. Only wrapped in a giant blanket. I'm very, very careful about that. It's the Kevin burrito. <laughs> I only wear a poncho for like two months after New Year's. It's a very lovely poncho, but by the end, Thank it's you. very stinky. <laughs> so the biggest outbreak of hepatitis A from food would happen in 2003 in Pennsylvania at Chi-Chi's. Three people would die, and around oh. 555 people would become sick. Okay. Uh, this prompted the government and health department to give out hep A vaccines to stop the outbreak. Sure. They would figure out that this outbreak came from green onions that was in the salsa. Chives? I it was know. The chives all along. And uh, Chi-Chi's no longer exists. Oh, well, you know. 
It happens. It happens. Probably not their fault necessarily, but you know, left a bad taste, so to speak. <laughs> in, yeah, you know, a in, bad taste in the mouth, in their butts, in the people's butts. <laughs> <laughs> Man, nobody wanted to give a rim job in Pennsylvania for like a year after that. It, tragic. Mm-hmm. Who's the real victim here? The anuses. That's of right. Pennsylvania. That's right. <laughs> All right. After all of that, mm-hmm. I want to talk about one of the most wild outbreaks in foodborne illness history today. Great! All right, you ready? I, I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, God, I feel like I, I, I... We went through a little bit of a gauntlet there. I should have some ginger ale for this or something. Oh, yeah. Ugh. This one, this one's gonna... You're gonna get gassy after this Great. one. Great. In the winter of 1924 okay. through early 1925, that winter season, there would be an oyster-borne typhoid fever outbreak. Oh. Oysters are the loogies of nature. <laughs> I hate raw oysters so much. Are you the kind of person that gets grossed out when someone hawks a loogie? Not as grossed out as I am by just seeing an oyster on the half shell. That's fair. That's a fair thing. Yeah. All right. So this big epidemic would also be the first time that a mass food poisoning would result in the public attention the way that it did. Okay. We'll get to that in a bit. Mm-hmm. It would be the deadliest outbreak in U.S. history Whoa. for food poisoning. Okay. 1,500 people would get sick in the Northeast, affecting New York, Chicago, and Washington, D.C., uh-huh. and 150 people would die. Whoa, 150 people. Yeah. Okay. So, what is typhoid fever? Um, Something bad. Yeah. Is it food poisoning, though? It I is. guess it is. Okay. Well, this particular was, okay. one was. It's a bacterial disease in the salmonella family. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of those other ones you can get on the Oregon Trail. Yeah, salmonella that. typhi. That's the exact... It sounds cute. I know. Hi, what are you? I'm Salmonella Typhi. Oh, you're so cute. I'm from New York, and I'm 10 years old. That's all. You're so cute. <laughs> What's happening to I, me? I poisoned you <laughs> when you weren't looking. It's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so... The way that you get this germ is by eating food or drinking drink that has feces or urine with the illness in it. Great. So if you eat something and you get it, then you know that feces are involved. Or urine. Yeah. Yeah. So. Either way, it's not good news. So, okay. Now, this outbreak was a bloodbath back then. But thankfully, modern medicine of the day kept the numbers down. Okay. So it would have been way worse. Mm -hmm. If this had happened earlier than 1900, you had about a 30 to 40% chance of dying. Okay, so the people who did die from this probably spent about three weeks fighting the illness, Mm. only to lose at the finish line. Oh. Yeah, the thing I was reading about it was like, apparently when you're sick with Mm -hmm. typhoid fever, you can become delirious with your eyes half closed, and they call it the typhoid state. Oh, wow. Like, he has entered the typhoid state. Whoa. And I'm like... You just did the heroin nod. Is that what it's called, the heroin nod? Well, if you're on heroin, it is. (laughs) Other symptoms uh, for the typhoid fever mm-hmm. are excessive pooping fire water, okay. rashes, ab pain, sore throats, headaches, and exhaustion. Which, after three weeks of that, I would welcome death. Yep. The fact that medicine was working the way that it was in the 1920s, mm-hmm. way less people died from this madness than would have. What did medicine do for them? I think that we just had better, cleaner medicine practices, and mm-hmm. we were we figured out, like, oh, you need to be hydrated and blah. Right. And a lot like, of saline solution. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to spray that saline in your eye. How's that going to help? Well, it'll hydrate your eye. Well, I'm going to put fecal matter on it first, and then I'll spray it in your oh, eye. Oh, God. Don't put poop in your eye. You'll get conjunctivitis. Oh. Literally, conjunctivitis is Damn. like the scariest thing to me in the world. Medicine is still new, okay? And I get it like all the time. You get conjunctivitis a lot? Not all the time. I get it like 
once every couple years. That's poop in your eye. I know, and it's awful. You have repeatedly gotten poop in your eye? It's not my choice. Okay. I don't know what your own best practices are, but they keep getting I you poop in your eye. I wash my hands like ten times a day. Uh-huh. How many times do you wash your eyes? I don't. Wow. We're getting there. You don't wash your eyeballs. Uh, you, oh, you don't, maybe. <laughs> you keep getting poop in there. <laughs> Ask me how many times I've had conjunctivitis. How many? None. Ever in your life? No, never. Really? Really? Never pink eye? No, never. Look, I just have a very strict policy of no poop in eyeballs. <laughs> you haven't lived. Really strict. You haven't lived. <laughs> if that's <Until> living, <laughs> no problem. It's generally, it's uh, it's like, it's always like you're around a kid with conjunctivitis, and then you get conjunctivitis, and I'm like, why? Ugh, kids are poop factories. Yes. We used to call my niece the carrier monkey. Oh, God, why? Because she, she would get constantly sick and then give it to everybody else in the family. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I would call my mom and be like, how's the carrier monkey? That's so tragic. <laughs> so let's learn a little bit about the company responsible for this outrageous outbreak. Okay. The people responsible for this were the Atlantic Seaboard Oyster Industry. Sure. At this time in history, the East Coast Oystermen were bringing home about $14 million a year. Whoa. If that was in today's money, it would be about $200 million. They That's were a lot of oysters. fucking loaded. They're an aphrodisiac. Yeah. You know, they, they sell them that way in order to make people fucking eat them because they're disgusting. Well, here's the thing. I have enough phlegm in my own body mm-hmm. to know that I don't want this texture of phlegm in my mouth. Absolutely. And I'm like, I will find another way to get hard. So if you are, ouch, if you are a person who enjoys oysters, please add us, let us know, because I want to know that there are people out there who do. Well, and explain why you like it. Also explain why. Yeah. Explain yourself to us. (laughs) Give us a reason not to block you on Twitter. (laughs) We won't block anyone. So explain yourself to us and give us a reason not to block you. We love our listeners and then give us five stars. (laughs) Go ahead. Don't leave us. All right. At the time, they were harvesting about 73,000 tons of oysters per year. Okay. And about 67,000 people were employed by them. Okay. At this time, oysters weren't really regulated. Uh, if you grab... It's so hard to regulate an oyster. Yeah. Like, hey, no crossing there. And the oyster's like, bloop. Like, they don't really respond. <laughs> they don't have a lot of respect for authority, is yeah. what I'm saying. It, it sticks out its, like, tongue like a middle finger. Mm-hmm. And then it That's just... That's a clam. Oysters can't do that? No. Then what the fuck are oysters? Oysters just make pearls. That's all they do. Are they? But they're alive. Yeah. But they can't move. Not really. I mean, they move a little bit, I think. I'm Look, I hate oysters, so I'm no expert, but I think that's clams that do the tongue thing. Really? I think so. Please add it. I can't eat shellfish. It'll kill me. So uh, I was given permission to eat salmon because salmon is connected to shellfish because they eat shellfish. Lucky like boy. That. Well, but I have to eat it at the allergist office the first time to make sure. Because there could be wrong. I have to eat it at the allergist office every time. I can I can have salmon now. <laughs> but I have to take it to my allergist office in business hours. Yes. That's basically what I was told. So I don't actually have a lot of salmon. <laughs> I, well, my thing is, is, like, it can't... Here's the deal. I just don't have enough in my life to want to try to do that. Sure, it, like, I get it. it. Half the people I know are like, salmon's yeah. gross. And I'm like, well, then I don't even want to bother. I love salmon. Yeah? So, yeah, fuck you. Have you ever had it? Uh, why fuck you? What? I didn't Not you. Oh. All those people. Okay. That's what I mean. 
Uh, no, I've have, never had salmon. Cause you've I would, never had I, salmon? Because I was told I would need to stab myself with an EpiPen. Well, didn't you have it at your allergist's office? No. Why? Because that, Why didn't you take that chance? Because I didn't want to have to buy salmon, cook it at home, put it in a Tupperware, bring it to the allergist, and then have cold salmon. You make it sound inconvenient. You don't have a lot to do. <laughs> I have so much to do. Oh, so you just didn't want to interact with more people? I'm learning the no point. <laughs> I'm growing an Etsy business, even though I haven't started yet. <laughs> You're planting an Etsy business yes. now. <laughs> I am spending my time on my roof. I love you. All right. <laughs> Let's I go to the going. allergist once a month for shots. Well, next time, just bring... So, you know, fold it in. Fold it in. Just bring some salmon it's with you. It's not like a fucking pastry cream. You can't just fold it in. Look, the... you don't even need to cook it, all right? I've got smoked salmon at home. That's in a bag and has been for a long time. Who wants raw salmon? It's not raw. It's smoked. No, it's smoked. It's smoked. <laughs> it's delicious. It's smoked. It's Nova Scotia salmon. It's delicious. <laughs> you should have it. It's smoked. It's smoked. It's from Canada. Okay. You should have it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> What's that all about? <laughs> so, all right. Back to our, our story about oysters. What are we talking about? Non-regulated oysters. Got it. So, all right. If you grabbed the oyster out of your own state's water and sold it within the state, Mm -hmm. then you just had to follow state rules. But there were no, like, federal rules. Okay. But if you attempted to sell your oysters in another state, Mm -hmm. then the feds would get involved. Oh, my God. They'd be like, these oysters are from Maryland. I can tell because of their accents. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) bloop, bloop, instead of just bloop. Notoriously. (laughs) Maryland oysters always add that second bloop. They can't help giving themselves away. You can't get one past me, okay? I'm with the federal government. Yes. <laughs> and how. <laughs> this oyster is not the bee's knees. It's not even the cat's meow. <laughs> it's a piece of shit loogie. <laughs> so, because they didn't have any regulation, if there was an outbreak, it would be hard to see it coming mm-hmm. or to prevent it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, outbreak. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, ah. Oh, no. Oh, no. I knew oysters were bad. I don't know why I ate it. I just wanted sex so badly. Yeah, but just looking at it, you should know that it's really bad for you. I could have just looked at the vagina and I would have been happy. I only ate it for the Tabasco sauce. <laughs> now I have whatever this is and I'm also happy. <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. All right. Bloop, bloop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. That was the oyster laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Oysters are notoriously shady fucks. They're shitty. Yeah, they're like, you oh. ate my friend, I give you typhoid fever, they're bitch. They're shitty friends. It said, <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. That was, this is for my family, you bastard. <laughs> so, uh. all right. So, it'd be hard to see it coming or prevent it, right? Mm-hmm. A report on the incident by the 1954 National Conference on Shellfish Sanitation, which is like a thing, apparently. <laughs> yeah, is, that fills almost half of the Holiday Inn ballroom. Yeah. They're quoted saying, quote, Late in the winter of 1924, simultaneous outbreaks of typhoid fever were noted in Chicago, New York, Washington, and several other cities. Okay. And so, like, back then, because of plumbing and stuff, it wasn't uncommon for typhoid fever outbreaks to happen in one city. Sure. But when it happens in a bunch at once, then they have cause for alarm. I don't necessarily blame it on the year, okay? Because it's 2018 and you still occasionally get poop in your eye. Okay. All right. I haven't had it for like four years now, okay? <laughs> it's been a long time. Great. And, and we're not sure. 
You can also get conjunctivitis for just poking it a lot, all right? It's not always pooping the eyes. I'm just poking you a lot. <laughs> Great. So, I don't put poop in my eye. Here's poop in your eye. <laughs> Here's looking at you, poop. <laughs> Here's looking at you through poop. <laughs> poop colored glasses. Oh, God. There's no glasses. <laughs> it's just poop. It's just poop. <laughs> on your face. <laughs> so, before long, the investigation would reveal that fresh oysters were indeed the cause of this outbreak. We already knew that. Yes, we knew it, but they didn't. <laughs> okay. So, now in the 1920s, about 100 out of every 100,000 people would get typhoid fever. Okay. It was more common. Wow. So, the idea that suddenly 1,500 people were sick out of the blue was like, ding dong, ding dong, big alarms. Mm-hmm. That was the bell. Okay. <laughs> that was the alarm bell. Sure. It's just a person that go, ding dong, ding dong, there's typhoid fever, ding dong, ding dong. They were still using town crier system back then. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> If you don't have it yet, you probably get it. Typhoid fever. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> All right. So now we don't have typhoid fever attacking us daily anymore. And in an article by the Food Safety News, I learned something interesting. Mm-hmm. By the 1950s, the average typhoid fever was 1.7 out of every 100,000 as opposed to 100 out of every 100,000. Oh, so it went way down. Went way down. Okay. So now, like, you really... Sanitation yeah, really does stuff. Indoor should, plumbing and yeah. sewer system for the public, the biggest change in the society between those time periods, Actually really makes made a, a difference. difference. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out that, you know, socialized systems mm-hmm. help keep us safe, folks. Yeah, and you have so. to nowadays, because, you know, sanitation, public sanitation is so good, that you have to really try to get poop in your eye. Yeah, okay. You just have to stand under someone's ass if they're shitting. <gasps> That's how you got it? No. <laughs> Could you imagine? That's terrifying. Well, you seem to get you have seem to have the answers right away. <laughs> well, I was just trying to think of how you could get it because everything's oh, so clear. I was reaching for how you could think to do that, sure. <laughs> no. Okay. I uh <laughs> I definitely got okay, propositioned you know once. You. No. <laughs> so someone propositioned that to me once and yeah. I was like, No. Yeah. And they were like, But I think you'd enjoy it and I was like, I can tell you I should not and I would not enjoy this at all. That's, it's so funny too, because that's not something you try because you think you might enjoy it. You need to know ahead of time yeah, that like, you're gonna like that, it. That, that has to be a driving force in your life. Right. The curiosity about that thing. Yeah. It's not something that you're like, Maybe I'd like it. No, no. you have to know. Yeah. All right, so people were understandably freaked out by the outbreak, right? Mm -hmm. And both the newspapers and radio shows would broadcast the news warning people to be wary of oysters until things were cleared up. Okay. And it was the first time that the radio and the newspapers teamed up to spread the word. Oh, right, because we know that they're, like, rivals. Yeah. Like, like historic rivals. They don't like each other at this time. Sure. But they're like, we don't want to die. Right. And I don't want my family members to die, so we got us bad that word. So, as a result, the oyster industry suffered a massive hit. Good. As you guessed, people were like, no thank you, mm-hmm. when it offered oysters. Uh, that's me anyway. I'm so safe from this. Hello, I'm ye old oyster man. <laughs> Would you care for an oyster? The fuck away from me. <laughs> no. Don't you want to have that delicious jiggle down your throat? Absolutely not. That's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. If you don't get off my porch, I'm throwing poop in your eye. You could just pretend that it's <laughs> semen. Oh, God, it's in my... I've got conjunctivitis now. <laughs> so, 
pretend that it's semen? That's I'm your just, solution? I figure that some people might be into that. Wow. So, all right. So, as you guess, Let's pretend it's semen that you're serving to me on this, like, abalone shell on ice. <laughs> Everyone knows semen needs to be served warm. Ew. Why is it? No. This topic is fucked up. Okay. We're, we're going some weird places with this topic. Yeah. Okay. So, as you guessed, people were like, no, thank you, Abe. I want to live. Mm-hmm. I just want to live. I don't want your oyster. I want to live. Okay. Uh, so, they're like, I'll find another way to get horny rather than sucking down a nasty, uncooked bottom-feeding shellfish. Thank you. Good. Yes. All right. Self-preservation. Yeah. I like it. All right, back to those nasty typhoid-fevered oysters, right? Right. By now, oystermen on the East Coast are freaking out that no one wants the oysters, right? Mm-hmm. So one of Chicago City's health commissioners was invited out to Maryland by the governor of Maryland mm-hmm. so he could personally inspect the Chesapeake Bay oysters to make sure that they were safe. What's amazing is that he did, but he had to pay for his own travel. <laughs> so, like, they're like, come inspect our oysters, wow. but pay for yourself. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, we're frugal here in Maryland. Yeah. Bloop, bloop. <laughs> There's an oyster saying, fuck you. Yeah. Anyway, around that time, everybody was suspicious of any oyster from the Atlantic East Coast. People were basically like, never mind. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they would suffer about a loss of $1 million. Okay. Which back then, one-fourteenth of their is, revenue. In, in, in today's money is $900 billion. Exactly. I did the math in my head. On uh, February 10th, 1925, the New York Times was able to report that the public health service had found ground zero of the typhoid oysters. Fantastic. It was from one company in West Sayville out in Long Island. Okay. And the company had sent oysters to Chicago, Washington, D.C., and New York City. There you go. That makes sense. And so it's all coming together. Sure. Upon this revelation, the health organizations were all like, oysters are safe again. And uh, Walter Benzel... Feels premature. The chief executive officer of the New York Department of Health Mm -hmm. would go out and hold a press conference basically saying, like, you are clear to eat the oysters from everywhere else except Uh, for this one company. uh Uh-oh. But the people were like, or, Mm -hmm. humor me, Uh we're just not going to eat oysters. Right. Because they kill you. Because they're killing people now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So because of that, the American Journal of Public Health would write, quote, while it is conceded that life and health take precedence over other considerations, and although no one would question their power, a grave responsibility rests upon health officials in the exercise of such authority. They basically criticized the damage that was done because they said, don't eat any oysters right away, rather than waiting to find which one should eat it. Okay. And I'm like, sure, I Jan. Yes, but yeah. like, you know, if oysters are killing people, it's not like, you, you don't want to go out and be like, so, look, some oysters are killing people. Yeah. We don't know which oysters are killing people, but I want you to go ahead and keep eating oysters yeah. until I know which ones are killing people. Yeah, it's not like, well, because nowadays we find stuff like right away. We can kind of start lo- locating the source quickly. Yeah. Because we know how to do it. But back then, it's the 20s. They don't, yeah. it's not like they can just get on the phone and call people. Completely. I'm totally erring on the safe, you know, better safe than sorry yeah. side of this one. I think the real reason that the American Journal of Public Health was so salty is because they had issued a manual in 1920 called, quote, Standard Methods for the Bacteriology Examination of Shellfish, and nobody paid any attention to it. They were just jealous that nobody liked their pamphlet? And and thus the American Journal of Public Health got to act like Jan from the Brady Bunch. They're like, 
<laughs> shellfish, shellfish, shellfish. Uh, and so the epidemic and public outcry would lead to a whole bunch of new laws in the states about shellfish and oysters in particular. Okay. There would be a giant conference held in Washington, D.C. about the best way to keep the public safe and all the public health people would attend. Mm-hmm. Anybody who and they was, would all ironically wear pearls. Yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, anybody who was anybody attended anyway. Sure. But not Jan. She wasn't yeah. invited. No, Woodrow Wilson was there. Okay. The Journal of Public Health would later write about how they talked about a lot of things in the conference mm-hmm. and how they would make the public safer. But the most important thing was how oysters were made big and fat. That was the thing they talked about. They what, would, they're saying... We're farming oysters improperly or what? Right, yeah. So they would write, quote, one of the practices of the past that is known to be dangerous is the drinking or floating or fattening of oysters. The oysters grow in salt water. After being removed from the beds, it is the custom to put them in brackish water, often near to cities where pollution with sewage may exist. Poop in the oysters. That's how we do it because we're fattening them up. Yes. So, oh, they went on to explain that while the oysters look better after doing Ooh. this, they often could become infected with the germs oh. if the water has been infected with sewage, Buh. which is what happened. So queasy. So after the conference, the states all agreed that they needed new laws prohibiting this practice. I think we need new laws prohibiting oysters. That's fair. I'm yeah. down with that. Gross. They needed... Raw bar. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't that sound gross? Is that a thing? That's what an oyster bar is. A raw bar. Okay. I just want... No. You like it raw, but not a raw no. bar. Come on. I don't like it. I like lube. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So the other thing that they started doing mm-hmm. was that after the conference, they knew that they needed the feds to come and help. Okay. So in 1925, the shellfish sanitation oh, sure. you section. Need the, you need the federal government when you need it. Yeah. Sorry. So in 1925, the shellfish sanitation section of the Public Health Service which is a thing, mm-hmm. was moved into a role of leading the way for shellfish safety. Wow. You know, they've got videos, too, yeah. where everyone's in an apron and big old blue gloves and wonderful 80s permed hair. Yeah. We're leading the way to shellfish safety. <laughs> and they're like, bloop. <laughs> so, basically, it was in charge of making sure that all shellfish was clean and handled with care and not grown in feces. Mm-hmm. And as a result... We have not had another typhoid outbreak from oysters. Yay! Hey! All right. So, what is the bright side about food poisoning? Hey! Well, we get through it. Yes. Eventually, generally. I mean, yeah. some people die, but I feel like the body count is super it's low, low. It's a low body count. Compared to how many people actually get this every year. Yeah, and also... In every case, when there's an outbreak, people learn from what caused it, and mm-hmm. they attempt to never do it again. Does it feel like romaine keeps happening, though? Mm. You know? Well, if, if, I think that we romaine, can't get enough romaine. It's the best I, of the lettuces. After I talked to romaine like that, they went on a revolution. They're like, you're going to cut us? <laughs> <laughs> this oh. is for our children's children. Oh, they realized. you. Oh, that's the thing. You planted the seed of, what, of, of consciousness in them. Of revolution. That's the thing. You were like the snake. You yeah. gave them knowledge, and yeah. now they're going to fuck us up with it. Okay. I mean, I like butter lettuce, too. Or, butter or, lettuce is lovely. Uh, I like a nice wedge salad yeah. as well. <laughs> so another bright side is medicine and science continue to grow to help com- combat these illnesses. Great. And, uh, you know, with vaccines, which you should get. For uh, Hepe. And for all of them. Uh, you can't get, like, 
a salmonella no, vaccine. No, no, but for any vaccine that you can get, you should you get. You should get them because um, they are real and they're based on science. Yes. <laughs> um, but the vaccines help prevent things like hep A outbreaks, which I didn't know you could get. Of course it, you can. When I read that, I was like, oh my God, the green onions are going to kill you. Yes, they might just. And they're delicious. Not as fast as the oysters, though. I know. Oh, God. Ugh. And so here's one other thing. The news was used to help prevent more outbreaks and prevent this particular giant outbreak from spreading larger right. than it was. This bad thing happened. They and people banded fixed the together. rules about it. They got together and, and fixed sanitation around it. Yeah. And it hasn't happened in that way again. Yeah. So we really learned and made regulations, you know, because government is good in a lot of cases. Yep. And uh, we've never had that kind. We've, so this is exactly the kind of bright side we're looking for, which is like a bad thing happened and we learn from it and we don't let that that particular bad thing happen again. Yeah. Well done. And uh, I generally, I think when you survive a food poisoning, your body's a little stronger at the end of it. I guess. Could you overcome an illness? Sure. So. I mean, I sure felt weak as fuck for a couple days after I had mine. But look how strong you are now. Now I'm so strong and I've, <laughs> I've taken off that, that Thanksgiving five. <laughs> <laughs> because of the food poisoning? Yeah, from throwing up. It's great. So that's another bright side. You look really good and like heroin chic after you've had a little bout of food poisoning. That's mortifying. Also, another bright side. This just The hits keep coming. Another bright side is maybe this will make people think twice about eating oysters because they're fucking gross. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to eat oysters, maybe like, I don't know. What's the thing that you like? What's the sauce you can put on stuff that's raw that like cooks it but doesn't really cook it? Uh, fire. <laughs> I don't think so. Just cover your oysters in fire, <laughs> and they'll be way better. Do ever, do people ever cook oysters? They smoke them. They're smoked. They're smoked. <laughs> Sometimes you can get smoked oysters. <laughs> but do people ever? I mean, they'd be in soups and stuff. Well, clams are in chowder. There's clams in chowder. No oysters in chowder, though. I mean, so like, but do they ever get put like in a? Look, I'm not a chef. What? You have a food handler card. Yeah, I'm but you I have don't have a food answer. cooker card, do I? <laughs> <laughs> if you hand me the oysters, I will get them where they need to go. That's the thing. How dare Which you is in not the fucking trash because oysters are gross. <laughs> <laughs> Every batch I see has conjunctivitis in it. Oh God, oyster conjunctivitis. I'm gonna see you in a different way. I just know this. Why? Because you get occasionally poop in your eye. If lots of people get conjunctivitis, sure. I People think, with poop in their eyes. Well, no, I wash my hands so much. Mm-hmm. Now. Oh, wait! <laughs> <laughs> I've been so awful to you this episode. I'm sorry. Don't look at I me love differently. You. I don't. I won't. I know, I'm not a poopy person. I love you. I love you. I'm not unpopular. <laughs> <laughs> do, you poop, do you pop out of parties? Are you unpopular? I love that episode. Me too. That's me when I'm drunk. All right, so that's what we've got this week, right? Yeah, good poisoning. Thank you for finding this. I'm glad I could inspire you. I'm glad something good came out of my misery for you. Yeah, well, and and here's the thing. Wash your hands. There's another bright side. We know I was horribly miserable, but now hopefully we've entertained you a bit. (laughs) And we've learned a little bit. Laugh at my misery. Make sure you stay hydrated. Mm -hmm. Make sure you wash your hands. Make sure you handle your food properly. Mm -hmm. Especially now that we're going into the holidays and you're going to be eating a lot of stuff. Yep. Wash your spinach. If you if if people are cooking food for Christmas dinner or Hanukkah dinner or Kwanzaa, whatever holiday you celebrate mm-hmm. dinner, 
Make sure that they're washing their hands as they prepare. Tell them. Yeah. Yeah, make it part of the season. Yeah. Like, we need to... Tis so, the season to be clean. Submit some um, not-getting-poop-in-your-eye songs <laughs> to us that, that are Christmas Carol-like songs about personal hygiene. All right? And we're going to start that trend. I'm not at all offended by that. Great. <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. Thanks for joining us on The Bright Side, and we will see you again next week. Raw bar. Bloop, bloop. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at BrightSideKNJ and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com Until next week, don't forget to look look on on the the bright bright side. side!